and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Master Your Coaching Biz, the podcast. And our guest today is Mandy Tucker, and her business is the Startup Culture Code. And Mandy is a business team and operations coach, and she helps small businesses scale uh, using corporate strategies. So welcome, Mandy, to today's show. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you. Really glad to be here and to share with your audience. And I'm sure it's going to be a good conversation. Yeah, I'm so glad you're with us. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Um, so I've come from, or I still am, in a 25-plus year corporate career. I work in technology um, at a senior level, and I have been um, a leader for many years now, as well as a business owner, right? And the business that I have, uh, yes, it's a startup culture code. We cover a number of things around culture. Predominantly, it's about how we support coaches, business owners to build their team, their leadership, and ultimately process and procedures to scale their business, right? So it's the super fuel, it's the engine within their business and how to grow that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. So I see that you are that you are an ICF coach, which is wonderful, and also a certified EQ trainer. Um, yes. I'm also a certified EQ, so I love, it's one of my favorite things about being a coach is also kind of digging into the EIQ uh, yes. with the coaches. But so, so just so the, uh, we have different guests here, right? Some coaches are not, uh, certified or credentialed and some are. And so I love that you are uh, and that you're talking about business because sometimes we don't talk about the business side of things when we come become certified coaches. And, you know, it can put, it can set us back a good while, especially yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. And I think I'll, the reason I went that route is because because I've been in corporate for so long, I understand the dynamics of team leaders and that whole dynamic and how especially EQ, emotional intelligence, is the foundation, right, for all of those relationships that we build. And it's the personal side and the business side. So once you start digging into those kind of topics, you can really see how we can gel together and influence each other to, you know, to the benefit, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious, so you talk about processes and systems in place for new coaches. What, you know, how important is that? I think it's, I think for new coaches, it's, it's very important, but not the most important thing, right? Especially from early in your business. I'm not, I'm not, I don't support my clients and say, well, you need to plug in system and process straight away because I think you have to have an element of test it and see, 
right? Mm-hmm. So building out the program you ha- you want or how you're going to work with your customer is all really important and making sure that that's the first thing that you look at, right? So let's start to build the business, understand where you want to go. And that's when we can start to inject some of the process, right? And start small and then grow big. So what's going to make it easy for you, a great experience for your customer, and those are the kind of systems. So maybe that is, you know, your onboarding process. Maybe that is having a great, you know, your calendar working. So it's automated for your customer. Or maybe it's just, um, you know, you know, different tools around ClickUp or Asana that's going to help you manage your day. So start small and build out. I love that. And then when do you think, you know, is kind of the first signs that the coach is ready for, for a team or a team member? I think it's a great question, right? So. When it doesn't feel easy anymore, when it starts to feel painful to you is often the sign that we look for. But I would ask you to kind of step back a bit, right, and try and start to inject some type of support before it becomes very overwhelming and you start to feel that your business is too hard, right? And it's all about looking at where you are and where you want to go and who then is the best person to bring in, what the best support is for you. Because most people will go for a VA, they'll go for some kind of admin support, right? And that's great. Having some initial early admin support helps you to start to do your outreach or bring in your clients and give them a good experience. But start to look at some of the ways you can know that you need help is maybe your capacity is maxed out, right? As a coach, if you're, you know, you're really on a good trajectory of your business, you may find you can't manage all of your clients, right, in a week. It starts to get you having to push people into next week, maybe having to push people back and say you can't serve them. So maybe there's a tipping point there to say maybe you could bring in another coach to support you. Or is there a lot of admin work that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing? And that's when you need to look at where do you need to bring in support? Maybe you're working in the business and doing all your ads. You're doing all your sales support. You're doing all the finances. Start to look at where it feels painful and that you're doing too much. And then you can look at who you may want to bring in to support you. Yeah. So when the, when we start to feel that and we start to understand that, you know, there's we need something. We need some of those support. What are some challenges that people will face in, in you know, building a team? Yeah, I think one of the early challenges, depending on whether you've been in corporate or not, I think a lot of coaches haven't necessarily come from a corporate environment and don't necessarily know or want to lead. Right. I think sometimes it's, you know, they don't want to step into that leadership role because they think it's too complex. They don't know what to do. So that can be a challenge, especially if you've had. You've been burnt, right? From a trust perspective, you need to be able to trust a team if you're bringing them in to work with you. So trust is often an issue, which sometimes can be legacy, right? Maybe you've had previous, you know, experiences where trust hasn't been really worked through properly, and therefore you don't want to hand things off to others. Knowing where to delegate is also one of the problems we find, you know, um, a little bit difficult. As as coaches, business owners, we don't want to let it go, right? We want to hang on to all these tasks. Um, don't want to hand them off to other people. Um, some other challenges is really, especially if you've got a bigger team, is creating the right flow and dynamics within the team. Making sure you've got a good structure really helps, but you want everybody to know their roles and responsibilities. You don't want everyone just diving in, doing what, doing whatever, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes that becomes a challenge if you haven't set out the right roles and responsibilities and really directed people, set the vision for them and help them to see what's next and what their contribution is to the business. Yeah, I like that. And I think even taking it a step back and saying, um, let's make sure that you have the vision for where you're 
business wants to go before you even think about bringing on a, a team member because yeah, you need to share that vision with anybody that you bring on and they have to, you know, they have to know what it is and they have to work towards that with you because if you don't have that. Yeah, completely agree, Cheryl. And, you know, in my group coaching program, that's where we start, right? We initially start with the CEO life that you're trying to, to, to carve out, right? As a business owner, as a coach, predominantly, what kind of life are you trying to build for you, your family, those around you? Because that will feed into how much work you want to do, you know, how much time off you want throughout the year, kind of tasks that you you're comfortable with versus those that you don't want to to get involved with, right? And then we move on to the vision of the business. This is where we are today. This is our revenue. These are our projections. These are our revenue goals, capacity goals. So that vision piece, right? And then you're able to plug in the team to support that. But there is a need for an ongoing setting direction and vision for your team members because that's what allows people and helps people to stay connected to the business, stay connected to their work and understand the purpose of it within the big picture. Yeah. Um, I think also just to kind of add to that, that, you know, with the vision that we also have the values, it's important, you know, your mission statement or, or even just a list of values. It's important that your team members know what you value so that they portray that either in client, you know, interaction or just in the, you know, if they're writing for you, or if they're whatever they're doing, answering emails, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, you want them to to really portray those those values. Yeah, um, and I encourage you your listeners to to set those values out from as, as early as possible, even before you don't have a team, because yeah. those really are, those values are going to be the center point of your business, right? And that's how your customers are going to identify with you. And then when you start to bring people into the business, it becomes really easy then for them to understand who you are, what your expectations are in Uh terms of the values of the business. And then you could all walk and talk with one voice, right? It's so important. I think that then feeds into the culture. And we talk so much about culture. And I think especially as small business owners, we get a bit confused with it all, right? Is Uh is culture not for the big big players, you know, for those big corporates with 10,000 people? No, culture is for all of us because it's about the environment that you're building for your team. So everybody feels valued. They want to show up. They want to speak up and contribute, right? So it's about being really clear what your culture is. And again, like you said, have a culture statement, have a value statement. So we all know that we're, we're showing up for the, for the same thing. Yeah. And then just kind of a quick technical thing, just because I know that there are new certified coaches here. When you bring on team members, you know, as ICF coaches, we want to make sure that they're aligned with our code of ethics as well. So just, you know, in your contract, just saying that they're, they're going to adhere to those code of ethics so that we're protected, especially if you're credentialed. Like, we don't want to do anything to endanger that. And we don't want our staff to do anything or our team members to do anything to endanger it as well. So just, anyway, just wanted to throw that in there yeah. for those that might yeah, not know good, any better. <laughs> so, okay. So now we take on team members. Um, we have all our, you know, our vision, our values kind of set out. And we're, we're hopefully talking in one voice. How do you deal with team members that aren't doing the work in the right way or to the standards that we set? Yeah, I think this is something, again, that, that, that we struggle with, right? But okay, it's about taking a step back and doing the early work before those individuals come into the business so that they're set up for success, right? I mean, as a business owner, as a coach, 
The responsibility, first of all, lies with you to set out the process, you know, have the, the governance in place, um, whether that's team meetings through to performance management, having those things documented so that when your new people come in through the door, they understand what your expectations are, you know, what their tasks are, what the milestones are and how they're going to be managed and you know, performance managed. OK, so that's what I would say. First of all, try and set as much of that up before people start walking in. Once they're in and you've hopefully established a good onboarding process. So uh, how are you going to onboard those people into the business? Again, documentation, having the right conversations with them to say, look, this is how we work here. This is what's expected. If you find that those then individuals are not necessarily meeting the expectations that you have, start to ask yourself a few things. Have you communicated the ask well enough? Do they understand what they're meant to be doing? Has it been documented? Have you given them enough time, especially if they're newbies, to bed in? And then it's about having early conversations. If they're new, you know, in the first month or two, if it doesn't quite feel right, have some early conversations and set the expectations to say, well, look, this is what I expected and this is what has been achieved so far. And revisit that on a regular basis. Try and understand from their point of view and get their feedback. Where, where's the challenge? Where are they feel that they can't do the work or they're not doing the work, do they have a perspective on that? And what I would say is, after you've done that review piece with them, maybe pull them into this kind of what we call a performance management process. It doesn't have to be a big overarching process, but it's to say, these are the objectives over the next month or two, where we're going to reevaluate the work that you're doing. These are the milestones and what I'm expecting you to do. And then we will come back in a couple of months and revisit it. So I think it's putting a bit more rigor around what you're doing and making sure that it's not too airy-fairy and vague, but the individual knows what's expected. Okay. So, I hope that's okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So just kind of, so I'm just kind of trying to view this from like the newer coach. And so we do have coaches that are scaling. And so this might be applicable as well. But when you are, you know, looking at growing this team, you kind of listen to everything that we talked about so far. This might seem like overwhelming, right? It might seem like, Oh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, but yeah, in order to scale, in order to grow, at some point, that you need to implement some of this anyway, right? Like small steps. You do, and it's, it's one. Exactly. It's not about doing all the things. It really isn't. It's about looking at where your business is now and where you want to get to and how you incrementally add, right? Even if you're adding a couple of individuals, maybe it's support coaches, maybe it's someone to help you with your outreach, whatever whatever your gap is, that's what you need to fill. So you're not doing all of this at once because it can be quite scary. And I think it's about having a constant review piece, right? So every quarter, every six months. So I work through with my clients an operational plan, which is a six-month plan. So we will look at where your business, you want your business to go over the six months. And we might say, okay, well, in the first two months, we really need a salesperson to come in because sales are down. So we may want someone to come in and focus on that. You work out whether it's a part-time person, whether it's a full-time resource that you require. And then you just review that as you go along. Making sure you've got the right metrics and data will also help you to make the right decision incrementally. Definitely not do all this at once because you will completely overwhelm yourself. Keep track of your business, keep reviewing, and that will help you make the right decisions. Yeah, I agree. So, and I think that those are steps that'll help you to grow as a leader, right? You started these, taking the first couple steps that, you know, once you've worked through it, you've tweaked, that'll, that'll allow you to grow. You'll take the next step. 
as you continue step. to exactly. grow your business. And I and think it's yeah. about really, really keeping your eye on the big picture, right? It may feel a little bit painful as you start to bring in people and, and step into that leadership space, but it's about mm-hmm. growing the business ultimately. It's about in, yeah. impacting your clients, right? And this is enabling you to do that. Yeah. And I think also part of that is just being able to, because I think some of us, some of us <laughs> might have a little bit of a control uh, problem. Yes. <laughs> I know I was a control freak mostly through my corporate job. So I had to work on it really, you know, a lot. And, and I yeah. could see in my business when I felt the resistance to not let go of things because I knew they wouldn't be done the way I would do them. Yeah. But at least not a hundred percent. And um, and so, but you know, it's like anything else, any other t- kind of task. Like if you have kids and you want your kids to learn to do the tasks, you got to let them do it, mm-hmm. and then you can give yeah. them the feedback, and you know, go. you can help them yeah. go. So it's the same thing in your business. It's the same thing if if you're a manager and you have people reporting to you, and you have to grow them. So I think if anybody's listening, feeling like, oh, I don't want anybody else to do anything in my business, yeah, <laughs> that we have to I think, let that go a little yeah. bit. We do. We definitely do. It's the learning. And I think once you see, start to see the benefit and the outcome of you trusting others and handing things off, then it helps to make it easier the next time. And again, small steps, right? Mm-hmm. Hand off the smaller, hand off the smaller task that you feel comfortable with. Once you see your team member do a great job, then it becomes easier and easier over time to relinquish some of the more complex tasks. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we're actually coming to the end of our time. This was a great conversation. What would be a kind of a final tip that you would give to somebody that's looking to to start a team? I think it really is about understanding your vision, where you want to go to. Do not move too fast and just plug the gaps that you had first. Yeah. Don't look around you at other, other teams that are growing. It's about your own business and plugging those gaps, not that of other people. Yeah. Awesome. And you have a free gift for our audience? Um, I've sent you the link for my podcast registration. So it's registered. I'm launching a podcast next week, actually, called Great Teams Take Time. So if you're intrigued or need some more support about how to build your team, then by all means, head over there and register. And on my website as well at Startup Culture Code, there are also some free resources as to when is the tipping point for you to actually um, start to look at teams. So yeah, on my website, there are also some resources. Right. Awesome. So of course, we'll have the website link in our notes and also the social media links. If you would like to connect with Mandy, just uh, go ahead and take a look at the notes. All right. Thank you so much, Mandy, for joining us today. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thanks guys for tuning in and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.